Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode 70 of the Church Leadership Podcast. Man, you are in for a treat today. Uh, Before we get to our conversation with our great friends, Robert and Daniel, I wanted to remind you to go and enter our Bribe to Subscribe contest. Go over to our website, churchleadershippodcast.com, and uh, hit the Bribe to Subscribe link at the top menu, and you can enter to win a new iPad just by subscribing to our our podcast or getting someone else to subscribe. So all the information is there. So make sure uh, you do that because we've only got a few weeks left in that bribe to subscribe contest. And uh, now here's today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us on the 70th episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. It's got a nice ring to it. It does. Every five episodes, Mark and I have a conversation with each other. Uh, We love having guests on our podcast, but one of the goals we have is either to kind of let you guys into our world a little bit or unpack what's going on uh, in our culture in churches and and talk about that a little bit but today we have a treat in store yes, for you we with, do. with the the temperature and the 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 mode and and i don't know i the whatever the feel, you want to call I mean, it it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy, heavy right now yes. it's heavy right now it's it is. just burdensome especially being a leader in the local church. It's a, it's a big weight to bear as normal life is happening. But in the midst of all this craziness, it is, it's been, it's been tough. It has. And, and the last few episodes that Andy and I have done have been kind of heavy too. some pretty difficult topics. And so we thought today, why not lighten it up? And so that's what we're going to do. We've got two of our great friends, Robert Mullins and Daniel Edmonds joining us. And uh, together we all make up the disciple making ministries lead team. And so that's a, it's a team of, of disciple making leaders in the state of Alabama. And uh, so Robert is involved at the passion tree and uh, we're with inside. And of course, Daniel's with the state board of missions. And uh, we thought today, why not get some of our great friends on to talk about some of the craziest things they have seen or heard in ministry. But here's what we want to tell you. We want to tell you a little bit about disciple making ministries before we get into those stories. Yeah. uh, Our, our state uh, Alabama Baptist state convention has invested a lot in the last few years in disciple making. And that's uh, a lot of credit to Daniel Edmonds and those in the, the, the office that he serves there in, in Sunday school and discipleship. And he created a lead team to kind of, help equip and encourage pastors like we like to do obviously and uh we were asked to kind of jump in on that and i'm still wondering who's going to sing bass baritone and tenor in this quartet. <laughs> so i haven't figured that out yet oh yeah mm, that, that would be we have scary. a great time uh talking praying planning uh visioneering some things but we do that based on how god is already at work in our state and he is at work right. it has been wonderful to kind of sit on the grandstands and have a first row seat to see what God's doing in our state through pastors and leaders in the area of disciple making. So uh, we have some things going on uh, as this episode airs. And just a couple of days from that, we've got something we've been doing in this season of change. Uh, We are um, moving a lot of the content we have from being in person to being online. One of the ways we've done that is we've had a 
a webinar and it's a lunch and learns what we call it. That's right. So, lunch and learn show up at 12 noon central standard time and hear from a great leader in disciple making and then have an opportunity to ask him questions. And then after that, after that hour's done, we have a 30 minute session of Q and a with some leaders around the state of Alabama. So if you want to be a part of that, go to uh, the website, churchleadershippodcast.com. Check out this episode, the show notes there. Uh, for episode 70, you can see how to register for that event. Lunch and Learn is going to be awesome. And we also have our state discipleship conference coming up in September. We're going to put a link for that on the show notes as well. So those are some things coming up. But now we want to get to uh, some stories. We, we have heard so many awesome stories from these guys, and we're going to share a couple of our own. Some of the craziest things you have seen in ministry, which they've got a lot to choose from because we've all been in ministry quite a while. So, Robert, I think you're going you're gonna to go first. Yeah, I think well, it's pre- like preparing for a sermon, Robert. It's not what to say. It's what not to say. That's right. There, I mean, I'm worried right now, actually. <laughs> I'm very concerned. I have a concerned look on my face. Um, well, we forgot to have you uh, sign the, uh, the, the, the waiver. waiver before this started. But, because it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> well, here we go. Let's just jump off the high dive. Here we go. Yeah, uh, go for it. It's funny you said uh, that, uh, I don't know, Daniel, if you noticed this, but he said, uh, we're going we're gonna to lighten it today. So we have Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> and, uh, so we're so glad that that that's happened. And uh, Daniel, I don't know if you caught that. I heard it clearly. It, was, it wasn't political <laughs> or anything. It just straight out there, I heard it. And um, I'll tell you what not to do when you're young in ministry and you know a change is coming and um, you are... Uh, you know, you're just trying to figure your way. Uh, I got to seminary uh, after I had already been a youth minister at a couple of churches, actually, while I was in college. And um, my thing is this, if I can learn it through the school of hard knocks, I'm going to give that its first shot. Okay. Um, I was a youth pastor in college at two different churches and uh, graduated um, from Mississippi College, made a move to Louisville, Kentucky, went to Southern Seminary. And while I was there, had about, I think, probably a total of about 16 jobs over the four years I was there. Wow. But, um, no, not that many. Probably 10, seriously, though. Uh, there was any one time I'd worked six jobs uh, just to just to pay the bills and do the stuff I did. I'd had uh, I documented six jobs at one time doing different stuff. And I was, uh, I was part of the uh, Daniel M's gig economy before it was cool. <laughs> you know? That's right. Um, I, was, uh, I was rocking that stuff, anything I could do. Um, but um, got a church, and I was a youth pastor uh, at a church in Kentucky, which, by the way, I love Kentucky. It's a beautiful place. It's an amazing uh, state, part of our country. It's just gorgeous. Every bit of it is. And um, I would drive about an hour um, from Louisville every Wednesday and Sunday. I, I was a youth pastor for a season, got a job with the Kentucky Baptist Convention in their RA camp. I was the RA camp director for two years. But prior to that, making the transition between the youth ministry position in the church and there, there was this thing that you had to do called resign, and you had to do that well, and you wanted to, you know, so I was trying to do everything just right. Uh, Daniel, I had, you know, I had talked to the people at the KBC, what do I need to do? How, how do I do this right? You know, do I make the letter? Do I do the two weeks thing and everything like that? And well, I had my two weeks about probably three or four weeks in advance, and I knew where I was going. I knew the transition I was taking, but I did everything so right that nobody else at the church knew it. And uh, I would go, and like I said, it was about an hour away from Louisville, so I would go and stay the day. I would stay there for that whole Sunday or whatever, and then I'd drive back Sunday night. Um, 
And so I'd usually take a nap on the couch or go play basketball with the kids or, you know, hang out, whatever. And it was really a fun season. Well, that particular day, two or three weeks before I wanted to give in my two or three week notice, um, I started working on it and I started preparing and getting the resignation letter just right and everything perfect and all those things. And I was in my office, which was downstairs and the computer was upstairs. And I can remember, um, I, I was working that afternoon and, and about probably, I don't know, maybe half an hour before the service started, I got a call from my pastor, just a buzz, you know, Hey, Robert, I need you to come up here and see me. And, uh, so I said, uh, sure, you know, what's up. So I run upstairs and, and I, and I sit down and he says, uh, Hey, um, I just want to let you know, anytime that, that you want to go through a process of, of any changes at church, it's probably better not to leave a letter of resignation on the copy machine. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. No, no, no. So I had that process going and I had all those things going and um, I was right there in the middle of trying to do this right. And the copy machine is, uh, is, um, there to be all the evidence I need that I'm oh, trying to get out of town. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> we had to, we had to walk through the hole. I'm not trying to stab you in the back. I'm not trying to do these things, but what I am doing is trying to clearly uh, make this move. And I wanted to do it in two weeks. He was, he was really good, but he kind of coached me through. You might not want to leave it on the copy machine. Don't leave it on the copy machine of the church you're resigning from. Don't leave That's it on probably the copy. a good idea. Not a good idea. That might be some good advice for somebody out there listening today who is considering and praying <laughs> yes. about a transition. Yeah, you know, don't, don't leave it, it on, on the, the copy, copy machine. machine. There That's is awesome. such a thing as a paper trail. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like it. Thank you for sharing that, Robert. That's pretty good. Yeah, There's some lessons welcome. to be learned there for sure. All right. So, um, one, I mean, one word for that, we're doing Kinko's, it. right? Kinko. <laughs> Kinko's. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some ethical issues there in using the copy machine of the church. Or I don't know, but yeah, that's we'll just that's that great. <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> Love to be the brunt of the jokes. It's always fun. <laughs> well, hey, here's what we learned. If we can't laugh at ourselves, then we're missing out on that's right. Fun, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And if we oh, can't yeah. laugh at y'all, what is, I mean, we know it's the best medicine, right? <laughs> that's right. All right, Daniel, you, you're going to share one too. Yeah. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm the old man in here. So uh, even in longevity and ministry, so there's so many to choose from all the way back to my home church to now life is, you know, you know, life is crazy when uh, the best Sunday school teacher you ever had was a star on hee haw. So I'm, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and, and what y'all said is if you can't laugh at yourself and you can't laugh at stuff goes on at church and learn from it, quite frankly, then, then you're missing out on a lot of life. And so and I, I decided to today that I if I was going to share something publicly, I, I wanted to share something that I didn't have to change the names to protect the guilty. Uh, so, so yeah, that uh, was going to be, that's right. Yeah. But uh, as I always preface with stories and I love storytelling and one of our regrets here at the state board is we've had some masterful storytellers and we all said we ought to do something like this and write it down or capture some of these stories. And as Andrew Smith, my predecessors said, they're not jokes. It's church history, folks. It happened. <laughs> and, uh, and it did. And, um, there's there's some things to be learned from this this story. I was going to go visit this church, and I 
thought I knew where it was, but I called the local associational missionary who's a personal friend of mine. And I said, you know, occasionally I kind of zone out. So give me some things that I'm going to start seeing right before I get there. And maybe something I'll see after I passed it and this kind of thing. So anyway, he, he helped me out and I get to this church and um, they had this beautiful tree. Uh, and so I said, I'm going to make somebody mad because I'm going to park in their spot because I'm parking under this tree because I was there early. And so I thought I'll roll down the windows and just kind of enjoy the, the uh, shade and, and all that. And so I, I did that. And I started rolling down the windows and from the church, I hear this sound. <laughs> and it was an eerie sound. I tell people it was like somebody was inside killing cats. Okay. And I, I, I don't <laughs> know what to say. And, but my first thought was my friend had, had pranked me that he had sent me to some, I don't know, house of Satan or something. I don't know what he had done. And, and so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he and I are going to have some discussion here before long, but anyway, I got out, you have to get out to see the cornerstone. There was no signage, which, Hey, there's tip one from this story uh, for churches. And so I'm checking the cornerstone and sure enough, it's the church I'm supposed to be at. And I'm still hearing this sound. And so, you know, being the wonderful uh, saint of God that I am, I went back to my car. <laughs> and as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, but what if there is somebody in the church doing something they're not supposed to do? And I've just sat here and listened to it and ignored it. <laughs> I mean, what are these people going to think of their state missionary? Oh, thanks a lot. You know, they've destroyed our thing. So it's this, and it's beautiful, really. It's this old stone thick stone building, the old doors that are the, you know, oversized, they're three inch thick and very tall. And so I walk around the front and, and it, it takes a pretty good tug to open that door. And I'm trying to do it discreetly so I can peek in and see, do I need to call the police or is this something I can handle myself? And as I open the door, the sound that was being distorted by all the stone and wood was actually a quartet singing. And they uh -huh. may not be your style of music, but they were actually doing pretty good. And I was fascinated by the distortion. So I sat there <laughs> and I, I closed the door like killing cats, opened the door, quartet, killing cats, quartet, killing cats. Quartet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm thinking somebody needs to tell them how it sounds from the outside. <laughs> number two. You're driving uh, people open away. Open a window or you'll scare away your guests. <laughs> um, anyhow. <laughs> I go in and I sit down and just kind of enjoy their rehearsing, thought somebody would come meet and greet me and nobody spoke to me. The entire time I was there, nobody spoke to me. They spoke to each other, not to the guest. Tip number three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Story. Now they have Sunday school in their sanctuary. That, that was the way things went. And the guy got up and he started Sunday school actually did a fairly good job, but I was noticing he's waxing eloquent and he went long. In fact, about 20 minutes after when he was supposed to have, well, it's more like 30 minutes after he was supposed to finish. He goes, Oh my, we're, we're running late. Let me wrap up. And he took another 10 minutes. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe the clue was that people are arriving for church, you know? Yeah. And so um, now 
it's it's 11:30, and they're hustling to get things going. Of course, we're going to sing, we're going to pray, we're going to have the quartet sing, and they moved through it as quickly as they could. But then it came time for the sermon, and I discovered that they actually their pastor had resigned and left. I think he put his resignation on the copier. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so. So they had that a guest, guest pastor, and and he got up to preach, and so now I'm I'm kind of feeling for this guy because I've been there, things didn't go as planned, and now you're, you've got maybe a 20, 30, 45 minute message, and you've got this dilemma of do I just go ahead and preach, what I had planned on, or do I try to be sensitive to the hour and do my part, and so I actually was praying for him as he got up there. God just grant him wisdom, you know as to what to do because i i felt for him now he got started and as the saying goes he could shuck the corn okay i'll just leave it there and <laughs> and so he was he was going he was passionate about the message which i always appreciate but what i wasn't prepared for is in his passion he took off his coat when everybody you know gets hot but he didn't <laughs> just take it off he threw it down to the first pew and the next thing i know here comes the tie and down to the front pew he kicks his loafers off he starts unbuttoning his shirt he takes his belt off and i'm thinking this guy is not only going to unload the full sermon he's going to be naked when it's over (laughs) and so i was getting on the one hand the dilemma i was enjoying and getting into the message and and kind of following along as he went on the other hand, I got this real discomfort because, like, oh yeah, where am I? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and one of the things he didn't take off was his watch. Mm. And at twelve o'clock, he makes this gesture, and as he makes it, he glanced over and he saw it was straight up noon. And mid sentence, he stops and says, <laughs> "I see we're out of time. Let's pray." <laughs> I never had whiplash in a worship service before, but he slammed on the brakes so hard. You know, I mean, I was so thankful because he didn't have much clothes left. Yeah. yeah, it was thankfully enough the, the covered the subject at hand, so to speak. And so yeah. he stops. And then again, context nobody has spoken to me the whole time. The guy gets up to conclude the service, looks back at me and says, Brother, I meant to come by and say something to you, but I forgot. But hey, you look saved. How about closing us in a word of prayer? <laughs> Lesson number four: Whatever saved Don't looks down like, the road. take a good look. This must be it. I, you know, <laughs> praise the Lord, I look saved. But anyway, crazy about story. A case hope, study hope of what not to do. Some, yeah, some <laughs> things in that. Yeah. Okay. That's hilarious. I'll, I wish there was a YouTube video of this. Oh, man. Thankfully, there was no YouTube around. The wedding I did one time, but that's another story. (laughs) Well, we may have to have a repeat episode. (laughs) Oh, there's plenty. It's so hard to follow a uh, a faux pas of leaving your resignation on a copier (laughs) or uh, dying cats that actually end up being a quartet, (laughs) a preacher that's 
brings you whiplash. It's kind of hard. Right. To, it's kind of hard to top those. I things. just want to add. I think the preacher's name was Larry Heish. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Yeah, there you go. That nice. makes all the sense that, in the world. That episode puts two three, and two right? That's <laughs> good. That puts two and two together. Yeah. See episode three. Well, Mark and I uh, struggle with what to share and what not to share on the episodes regularly, mm-hmm. anyway, because we don't want to be those people who share too much information with you. You know. Uh, but we have, you know, we have stories too. We we're probably uh, debating on who who do we mention or not mention <laughs> in our right. stories as well. Uh, I have one that's probably a little bit more innocent than a than a pastor shedding his clothes while he's preaching. Uh, early on in my career, when I was still in student ministry, I was looking for any opportunity I could to fill the pulpit and preach. So I had a, a pastor that was gracious enough to let me go pretty regularly and preach and and fill in. There was a a connection made an older pastor was getting ready to retire and he was having some health issues and he wasn't able to preach regularly. As a matter of fact, he had surgery and he was going to be out for nine weeks. And the, the church asked me if I could come and fill in some. So uh, the first Sunday I show up at this church, it's a really nice facility and it's, there's parts of it's a little rundown. It's probably not in the, um, the, the nicest part of town. So it's a transitioning community and I can kind of see, you know, some of that. So, uh, I walk in, uh, had to attempt several times to find an unlocked door to, to walk in because I waited around the parking lot on one side of the church and finally found an open door. When I walked through the church, I saw the other side of the parking lot was where some cars were parked. So, you know, Hey, I, I parked on the wrong side of the parking lot and a uh, gentleman comes by, kind of passes me on the hall and he said, Hey, uh, welcome. And he said, I'm guessing you're here to preach for us today. And I was like, I, I am, you know, and all he said was the sanctuary is in there. We start in 45 minutes. That was his instructions for me. And so it's like, okay. And I actually had brought a friend with me who's a, a, a worship leader and, and he was going to lead some singing that asked if I knew anybody could do that. So, uh, so we make our way in the sanctuary and kind of, fiddle around and find where the the mics are and where the sound system is and if this gives any dates there was a a, a cassette player that he had to use <laughs> this is a ways to uh ways to, back to, to play the music and so we're sitting around and, and my friend had to go outside to uh maybe look for something in his car maybe a cassette tape i'm guessing probably and while he is i'm looking over my notes i'm sitting there in the sanctuary <laughs> by myself nobody else in there just me and jesus and and, and scripture and uh, I started to pray, you know, Lord bless this time. And, and those are going to be here today and everything. And in the middle of my prayer bent over I, in the pew there, I get a tap on my shoulder and I turn around this, this little lady on her cane with her big Bible in her arm. And she goes, excuse me, son. And I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, you're in my seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I look around and not only are there about 250 seats in the lower part of the sanctuary, there's probably another 150 pe- people that could sit up in the balcony and not a soul in there. But I <laughs> was in her seat and I That's said, right. ma'am, I'm so sorry. You know, I'll move. So I grab my things and get up and she pulls her little pillow out and puts it down and sits on it and everything. And a few minutes later, uh, the Sunday school class lets out what I didn't realize was that was the whole church at the time. (laughs) And, uh, I don't think there was a soul under 65 or 70 Mm. and I get up to preach and, uh, the gentleman introduces me and I looked right at that little lady as graciously and lovingly as I could. And I said, I just want to thank everybody for such a warm welcome. (laughs) here today. (laughs) 
appreciate you having me here. No she, sarcasm at yeah. all. Well, here's the funny thing. She just kind of looked at me and smiled. I realized later she couldn't hear me anyway. So. <laughs> you didn't hear a word yeah. you said. So, you know, I have, I have some stories that are probably not as, a good as well He wasn't uh, presented. interested in what you had to say either. No, she had no, no she, had she no wanted her seat preached that day. So, yeah, well, that's a good, see, that's a good one because, um, that, that sets up, that's the innocent one that we need to share. I probably need to share one like that, but I'm not going to, I got a feeling this is, so uh, mine's going to be quick. So I, early in my ministry, I wasn't even a lead pastor at the time, but God has always given me a, a passion for evangelism and, and, and sharing the gospel and really being, you know, doing life with other people. Uh, to, you know, bring them into uh, the kingdom uh, by God's grace. And so uh, early on in my ministry, we were living in an apartment complex. I'm not going to name the city or the apartment, just, just again, protect the guilty. So uh, we were living in an apartment complex. We didn't have any kids yet. And uh, we had some interesting neighbors. I'll just, I'll just say that. We had some really interesting neighbors. Um, they had, I don't know, I think we counted about 15 pets at one time when you're only supposed to have one. But anyway, so this is the kind of, you know, neighbors we have, but, but they were unchurched. And so we, we did everything we could to try to bridge that gap and to serve them and love them. And they were eccentric to say the least. And so one night we had known them long enough to, to, to know better about certain things. One night, uh, the, the, the wife comes over, it's a married couple with a couple kids uh, that are our neighbors. A wife comes over and says, listen, I, I know Mark's good with the computers. I've got a computer issue. I need some help. I don't know what's going on. I think I've lost everything. I'm like, okay, well, I can come look at it. But I knew better. I knew better than to go over by myself. So I said, Tasha, you've got to come with me. I don't know if her husband's home. You know, I'm not going in that place by myself. And so thank the Lord we did that. And so she goes, you know, leads us over through the, the pet jungle, the zoo, basically, that's your apartment. And we go to the back bedroom where the computer is. And I don't even look at my surroundings when I go in. I'm just focused on the computer. So I sit down, I'm starting to work on the computer and, and Tash is behind me and I can tell there's a weird tension in the room. And I'm like, what, what's going on? You know, and she's talking to, to both of us as I'm trying to work on the computer. And I'm thinking the whole time, I, this is so uncomfortable. I don't want to be here, but I, this is for the gospel, right? This is for the gospel's sake. And so as I'm working on the computer, I have to ask her a question. And I look up and it, out of my peripheral vision to my right, I notice that there's some kind of artwork on the wall. Yeah, I'm, I think, okay, so I look down, I look back up, and I just glance at the artwork, and to my horror, I realize it is a nude portrait, okay, so I, that's all I know, it's somebody naked on the wall, I'm like, what have I gotten myself into, okay, and so I'm working, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things, it's like a wreck, you, I, I look up again, like, did I really see that, and I look up again, I look, I can't look back, and she says, do you like, do you like the painting, I'm like, oh, Lord, Lord, give me grace. Give me the words. And so I say, oh, oh yeah, sure. She says, well, um, I, my friend of mine did that. I said, yeah. She goes, yeah, that's me. I'm like, oh, oh, no. It's a nude portrait of my neighbor. And I don't know. I'm thinking, does she really have a problem with the computer? I mean, does she want me back here? And so you talking about wanting to crawl out of that apartment as quick as I could. And sure enough. Um, I told her after like two more minutes, I, I don't know what's going on with the computer. I can't fix it. I got to go. <laughs> and we got out of there. You're talking about the most uncomfortable situation. I, I hope 
and pray that they came to Christ eventually, but I didn't do a whole lot of uh, witnessing to that couple after that. I'm you just going to take the time to leave your letter of resignation. I didn't leave anything anywhere uh, except a trail of dust getting out of that place. It's like it's high noon. Mm-hmm. I gotta, oh my gosh. It's time for me to close. So if you think you've ever been in an uncomfortable position in ministry, I promise you uh, I have been there. So uh, that, that was one of those, I can't believe it happened. And I still can't believe it all these years later. So you never know what you encounter in ministry never you never know and some things you never wish you did encounter (laughs) oh me well guys thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today we hope uh through this episode that we get some smiles and laughs and uh, not too much negative feedback that's right so uh, you know if you if you have negative feedback we can give you robert and daniel's (laughs) that's right we'll send you to robert and daniel thank you guys so much for being on on the on the episode today sure love working with you guys it's 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 awesome And this is what it's like really to work with people that you know and you love. And this is kind of, this is, I feel like we're cheating doing ministry with you guys because uh, you're such a joy and God uses you so much to encourage us. And I know people just through laughing have probably been encouraged and equipped a little bit better today in ministry. So thank you guys for being on. Thank you. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the church leadership podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.